All right, here we go. We ready? Yeah. I guess. Welcome to M Vibes Podcast. Home of good music, good libations, and good vibes. All right. Welcome back to season three of In Vibes Podcast. Season three, man. Season three, Holy man. Hell. We're old enough to drink in dog ears. That's right. You know, I, heard, I, heard, I heard something cool the other day that they said most people who start a podcast don't make it past three episodes. Really? We're in three seasons. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I and mean, I think we have three listeners. Yeah. I mean, that's one per season. <laughs> <laughs> And we all still get along, so yeah. yeah. Except when I yell at you, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun night, man. No, it wasn't. No, that was it. That was Why funny. are you yelling? Why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. Yes, you are. <laughs> hey, hey. That's about how anyway. that conversation yeah. went. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not yelling. <laughs> um, anyway. I hate you, Dad. Ugh. Uh, you ruined my life. You're not even my real mom. <laughs> What are you guys drinking tonight, yeah. man? Jeez. <laughs> we already went off the deep end. Yeah. Too much. Welcome yeah. back, folks. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually drinking a um, uh, Pisgah uh, Blueberry Wheat Ale. Ooh. Uh, I, I didn't know they had that had here. This, but I haven't had it in several years, and yeah. I don't really remember. Well, you know what? Let me try it. Hold on. A cactus beer? Hmm? I, I thought you said cactus beer. Blueberry. Oh. oh. It is very blueberry. Wow. Wow. Completely missed that one, sorry. Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. Amanda? I'm drinking 1775 Pale Ale again from yeah. Noda, because I like it. I liked it. I had that earlier. Yeah, it's a good beer. And I also got a little Basil Hayden, um, little little dram of whiskey in, in, as a memorial shot for our, um, our uh, recently fired intern, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's gone. I thought she was rehired. She's gone. No, I rehired her within five minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, because she sent a, a, a crying, a crying cat emoji just, or something. Yeah. They, ah, that's right. We can fire again. Yeah. <laughs> Ernie, what are you drinking? I I have a collaboration between uh, Pilot Brewing and Gilda Brewing called Ooh. Layover in Hanover. It's a Municellus. That's really good. Is yep. that available in the airport? Um, It should be. I don't think I it have is. some information about that that we can okay. discuss off air. Okay. Cool. Right. okay. I had it at Gilda. Actually. Okay. Have you been to that brewery? It's really cool. No, I haven't been there yet. It's really cool. And I'm also following that up with uh, a little bit of Heaven Hills bourbon. Oh, nice. So nice. I've nice. got some Armored Cow Hell Yeah Gluten Free Hazy Hell IPA yeah. and a little bit of uh, Jameson. So yeah. Uh, Let's talk about tonight's episode. Uh, a very cool genre that originated in what the nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Very ambiguous genre, trip hop. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely like I actually funny that we mentioned Kristen earlier. Um, she asked me, "Oh, what's this week's episode mm-hmm. on?" And I said, "It's trip hop." And she's like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, I don't think many people. No, maybe what it is. No, Even if they know some of the artists, they may not necessarily know and, what. Yeah, it, it wasn't necessarily labeled that. I mean, a, a lot of people might consider it like alternative, alternative yeah. or electronic music, but it's kind of a mix of both. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, it has a lot of emphasis throughout a lot of genres. I mean, I mean and again, it's just the pliability of, of the genre, I think, is what makes it unique and why so many artists have embraced it, especially artists who um, use a lot of, like, electronic-type instruments. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's what we'll be discussing. It's one of my favorite genres. And the portion that I'm going to be discussing is sort of the beginnings and then what I consider to be the gold era, right? Like the, yeah. the few artists and albums that absolutely made me fall in love with the genre. Um, so, I mean, from when I, what I'll start with here in a second is going to be pretty much the, the, you know, the, the, the beginnings, the origin story, if you may, mm-hmm. and then kind of the, the, you know, most of the 90s, um, which, again, it's a very small genre. I mean, it's not like you have like, it is, this but massive. There are, there's a lot of bands that you didn't know were right. considered trip hop. Trip, or so have they, been influenced by right. trip hop, even yeah. if, 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 if they aren't, you know, because at this point, trip hop isn't even really a genre. If you no. say trip hop, you primarily just are talking about the artist from right. that originally the sound. kind of evolved into electronic which isn't even used anymore right. like trance or whatever it is and then you got hip hop and artists that have used that like De La Soul and mm-hmm. gr- groups like that who have you know done the, their own thing with that Absolutely. So, yeah. so yeah so even if it is a, a genre that kind of petered out it was heavily influential to a lot of modern artists mm-hmm. yes who are still relevant today and mm-hmm. even some of these artists are still relevant today yeah so let's go through um a little bit of history right or what yep. we call our wikipedia portion of the of the of the episode <laughs> not that this information comes all from wikipedia but but it's, it's, it's factual information it's right? out there it's, yeah it's, yeah um, now, the genre itself is typically defined through a lot of down-tempo atmospheric sounds. Um, you know, they primarily take inspiration from, obviously, very, you know, backpacker, low-tempo hip-hop, mm-hmm. not like gangster rap or like fast-paced um, New York style, but very, very relaxed hip-hop. Uh, but also a lot of the soundtracks from the 70s, uh, a lot of funk, a lot of sort of like cool jazz. Uh, but a lot of it's using uh, samples instead of actual instruments. Now, that's a little bit loaded because, you know, as the genre has progressed, they really have kind of uh, used a wide variety of both sampling and, and instruments. And instruments I've never even heard of, to be honest with you, in some instances. Um, but um, again, as a genre it progressed, because it has definitely progressed from its beginnings to where it is today, um, nearly all genres and just random sounds have been used to create this this type of music. Um, but today is primarily known for like this kind of gloomy with an almost gothic feel to it with a very heavy um, uh, uh, bass heavy drum beat. Right. right? Yeah. So that's kind of. You know, not not drum and bass, uh, because that's kind of its own separate thing. People kind of get it confused sometimes, but it definitely not drum and bass. It does have some of that, but it not, does. Not, yeah. It's got a mix of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's out of most of the genres out there, it's one of the ones that's the most flexible and pliable mm-hmm. when it comes to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. You don't have to stick to a style. You don't have to stick to anything. Just do whatever you want. Um. So the origins of the genre uh, uh, date back to uh, Bristol, England. I, that's one of the things that I was doing research on this episode. A lot of the genres we've covered, a lot of the artists tend to go back to England. Yeah. You guys notice that? Yeah. A lot of the stuff. And it all comes out of these working class neighborhoods yeah. where you had the the multicultural background. Mm-hmm. So similar to what we, we talked about in um, our uh, second wave ska episode right. and, and early oi and early punk rock music, too. Uh, the term 
Trip Hop himself was coined in 1994. Uh, it's this magazine called Mix Mag. Um, and the publication focuses on EDM, the clubbing scene in general. Um, now, as it is known today, Trip Hop started in the late 80s and early 90s, right? It reached mainstream popularity by the mid um, to late 90s. I and mean, when I heard it, it was the mid 90s, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and when I fell in love with it, uh, you know, those acts and, you know, included Portishead, Massive Attack, DJ Shadow, who I still to this day love. Me too. Um, yeah. Tricky, who again to this day love. Um, who was a member of Massive, Massive Attack? Massive Attack. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that until I yeah. started doing three stages where just episode so yeah um dj shadow has a um and i cannot find an actual album of it but but there's this entire two-hour youtube uh, videos they're not video it's just like a background but the music um with cut chemist and it's um uh what's it called the hard sell and it's just them sampling stuff excuse me staff stuff over stuff and it's some of the weirdest but coolest music you'll ever hear it's not necessarily a trip hop it just reminded me of that so you guys should look it up. It's called The Hard Cell by DJ Shadow and, and Cut Chemist. Um, so, but yeah, like I said, the first instance of the term was used in 1994. It's a journalist called um, Andy Pemberton. I don't really know who that guy is. So, um, but he used it to describe DJ Shadow's song Influx. Um, but the descriptor, you know, the term trip hop didn't actually come until 1994, almost half a decade after the genre already started, almost half a decade after the first true trip hop album was already released. Well, cause right. like Massive Attack, what, their first record came out with like 88? 91. Oh, really? Oh. 91. Okay, okay. I thought yeah. it was, okay. Yeah. They had started before that, but as a, like that, oh, that first album. releasing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe formed in 88, released a studio Correct. album in 91. Yeah. Uh, and again, at that point, by the time like trip hop, the term trip hop came around, I mean, they had already hit not only the underground scene in England, but in the States, and it had already uh, reached the mainstream. Like it was already being played in MTV without a name, mm. right? Or, or whatever, like those, those, those. Well, I knew, like at that time in my life, that was like, well, and I still am. I never really truly grew out of my goth phase, but I was listening to massive attack because they were being played a lot in the goth clubs mm -hmm. right so i didn't think of it as being like anything associated with any kind of hip-hop at all it was to us it was just this kind of ambient goth music because it, it sounds very dark and very slow and just you could easily put that in your dj set yeah. with Susie sue and um joy division or whatever and it, it would just flow perfectly that's one of the things throughout the you know uh i i i never I'd say that even though it shares half of its name with hip hop, I think that's the genre that it has the least to do with uh, of all the genres. Just just because it uses samples and some scratching, it really it, that yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So uh, kind of got, going back to what you were saying though, Amanda. So in the late '80s, um, American hip hop started making its way to the city of Bristol, like I said, which already had a pretty culturally diverse music scene. Um, the Wild Bunch was a sound system team who was widely considered to be the forefathers of the genre. Um, they started out in the early '80s with two DJs named Grant Marshall, also known as DJ Daddy G, and Andrew Vowles, also known Daddy as G. DJ Mushroom. And these names will come. You'll, you'll yes, I mean, if you yes. don't know that you that you'll even start recognizing them very shortly after they started though they invited another guy named robert del naja uh also known as 3d uh who went to become their nc and um and main songwriter um you know that this this sort of 
primary union is this early union it's kind of started the first rumbling of what eventually is going to become trip hop as we know it today but then later in 1987 which i think is finally what solidified everything as um a genre is one of my favorite artists of all times joined um that that group was um tricky uh, yeah. At that point, he was called Tricky Kid or something like that. It was the, he eventually shortened it to Tricky, but it was something else. I can't remember yeah. what it was now. Um, so if you kind of have picked up on those names at this point, you know that that sort of collaboration of artists eventually dropped the name The Wild Bunch and they became Massive Attack uh, in 1988. Uh, so that would be Daddy G, DJ Mushroom, 3D, and Tricky, uh, who have been recognized as the de facto founders of Trip Hop. I kind of consider... Trip hop like beats without rhyming over them. It's like people singing instead of and a lot of female vocals yeah, and very right. jazzy yeah. and like laid yes, back. And- yes. Um. So the first one we're gonna listen to is Massive Attack's "Teardrop," which is which is awesome. Such a great song. You know, and it, I love this song forever. And then we heard it as the opening for House. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know this song. I know this song. And then you know, eventually, oh, it clicked. You know, all right. So this one came off their um, Blue Line album, which was released yeah. in 1991. Um, which is off- such an awesome song. Oh, my I'm God. Oh like my the whole God. album is amazing. Yes. Um, uh, this album um, appears in many and many and many Who greatest- was their first tune? The um, Unchained Melody? or no, on- Sym- Symphony. Uh- Symphony, yeah. Hold on one second. I forgot because I had it listed and I was like, oh, I forgot. That was like uh, the first thing that they put out. And then this came later. Yeah, this is not from the first album. No. Um, this is. Um, but this is a song everyone has heard. Or I think this is the, is the probably song. most yeah. popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. Fucking love this song. Unfinished Symphony. Well, yeah, I can't fucking yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that. I literally yes. have to look that up. Um so yeah, I mean this album appears in a lot of many uh, greatest albums of all times, like Spin, yeah. Rolling Stone, like right. all those big magazines, uh considered one of the greatest albums of all time. And at, throughout their at one point before we had Spotify, um during the winter, you know, I was off a lot during snow days, and I made that Rolling Stones 500 uh, greatest song oh, of, yeah. of all time playlist, and this was on it. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, like I said, I mean, they've won a ridiculous amount of of, of um, music awards all over the globe, and I mean, again, they've become sort of the founders of the genre, and a lot of the artists um, that came. Uh, out, you know, as, yeah. as uh, uh, trip hop, either were part of this or have somehow collaborated with Massive Attack. Yeah, I just got a little side note that um, the the vocal on this is Elizabeth Fraser from um, um, Kato Twins. Oh, really? Oh, wow, I, I, I know did that. not yeah. know that. Damn it! Don't edit that out. <laughs> there are Rip ladies here. I was, I was trying to hide it. <laughs> we used to be in a a, a, a drinking. Uh, yeah. During the pandemic, we were in a drinking thing, and every time he would burp, there was this lady or this oh, woman yeah. that was like, "There are ladies here." There are ladies here. I'm like, "It's like yeah. what? Ladies don't burp?" You're oh a, yeah, the virtual beer garden. <laughs> yeah, the virtual beer garden. Yeah. I was like, "Listen, you're in a beer garden." <laughs> it's like, uh, be glad he's just burping. Yeah. <laughs> 
You don't know me too well, yeah. It's one of these days I'll put my ass up to the mic. <laughs> I thought you did that every episode. Yeah. Oh! Wow. Pew, pew. Shots fired. Yeah. I love that we're just talking about like burping and farting burping over and farting this beautiful right in the middle song. Of the song. <laughs> this is actually it. We're doing this song yeah. no justice. Yeah. yeah. This uh, is a great song, yeah. though. Well, <laughs> uh. like we were discussing, I mean, there's a lot of sampling. And I mean, if you tell me, if you walk up to anybody and say, this is a subgenre of hip hop, you'd be like, no, it isn't. No, absolutely it isn't. is. It does not fall anywhere under hip hop. But it's, it is, but it's not. Like you can rap over, over this, or you can sing over it. Um, sure. And sometimes there's both. Yeah, which is what eventually happened to trip hop. I right. mean, it kind of. Well, that's like most of uh, Tricky's solo stuff is like him rapping and then like female vocals coming right, in yeah. and out. This is more jazz, right? Oh, it's got a heavily, lot of heavily, heavily yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of it too. It's very chill. Um, I think the next genre about the, the next group about talk mm-hmm. about Portishead. Um, I'll never forget when I worked at Media Play when their I think their second album came out. We played it in the store, and customers were like, walk up to us and say, "What is this? This is so." Depressing. I'm so sick. Can you, they're like, <laughs> you no, I'm serious. They're like, can you please turn this off? We actually had to turn it off. We could not let Portishead's second album play in the store when it first came out. We <sighs> that had to breaks my heart. Turn, yeah, and I'm sorry. I think their second album was better than their first album. Um, oh, that's a bold statement. It is. And yeah, that's that's hard because I mean. Your dummy was so groundbreaking, yeah. but I don't know if I disagree with you on that. Eric. I think yeah. it's anything because uh, the live album at Roseland is such, uh, it contains the best from both. Mm-hmm. That yeah. That's definitely the one you want to hear. Yes. And it's yeah. live. Yeah. So it's funny you're talking about like playing that at Media Play. It, um, the last restaurant I worked at when we had campers, as we refer to people who sit around way too long after the uh. restaurant's closed. <laughs> Campers, yeah, like they're 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 done eating. They're not ordering any more beer. They're just sitting there. The whole staff is cleaned yep. up, and we're just like looking at our watches, like you need to get the, get fuck, the fuck out, out we now because we, we want to go home. Um, one of my things that I would do is I would put on All Mine by Portishead and turn the volume down really low, so it would make it really uncomfortable. Because then they were making hear their conversation, and then the whole staff would be standing standing around like staring at them, like. And they would immediately leave. So, you know, <laughs> restaurant people out there, there's my pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you my restaurant story from uh, my time at the retirement community down Florida. <laughs> they let you out? <laughs> I escaped. Uh, all right, then. Okay, all right. so. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I mean, that was sort of the introduction. I mean, again, um, you know, but by the time they released a song, they were a little more polished and, and, and knew the sound a little more. Uh, but from there, I, I really do kind of want to fast forward to what I myself personally consider sort of the golden era of trip hop, which is when I first heard of it and first fell in love with it, which is the mid 90s. Um, you know, to me personally, I'm stuck with a handful of albums that epitomize what I consider and enjoy as trip hop. You know, even though like they, it's still being released today, these handful of albums to me is sort of what defined. So to me, it was sort of a time and a place in a way. Uh, and those two are Portis and Tricky, 
right? Primarily Portishead, but then through Portishead, I found Tricky and, yep. you know, because, yeah, just Portishead sound is so unique. Um, so Portishead primarily consists of Jeff Barrow, who's also a Massive Attack protege, and Beth Givens. Um, they've been around since around 91 as well. But they didn't actually release their first album, uh, which is called Dummy, until 1994. Um, the album went on to become not only like this massive success album on its own, but a landmark and genre-defining album unto itself. Um, ironically, they, along with uh, Massive Attack and Tricky, do not like the term trip-hop at all. Um, it's for a large range of reasons, but one of them is because they view labels as restrictive and restrictive stereotypes that suggest formulaic composition, which is something that they don't want to be pigeonholed into, right? That's why we kind of mentioned earlier that the, the genre unto itself has sort of expanded to include whatever the hell the artist was, right? Yeah, it was just like one guy who gave it that name and they don't really... Right, and they yeah. just don't care. To me, as a guy of a lot of many genres out there, this one feels like the most, like, paint on canvas type music but right i like the name I, it's stuck and that's what it's yeah. like no matter what they no matter how much they dislike it, it the fans have already adopted it mm-hmm. and once the fans adopt there's just really not much you can do about it right yeah. well and this was kind of like I, this i was never really into rave culture around this time period but it was huge right. there's one one scene that i never really got into but this was kind of like the come down music after you have been yes. like rolling your balls off all night dancing to this really high energy music and everybody was coming down off their trip you would go to like these rooms and this would be like the the chill out like you know it's time to kind of yeah you relax went, and come off your drugs and take a nap also, kind you, of. you went with, with that, that shit be and, really, and a lot of kalanapin <laughs> it could be really <laughs> I went in there with a lot of kalanapin depressing too like you gotta be careful with you, how much you listen to. I never found it depressing. I found no. it hunting, but not depressing. I well, felt like it's more like, we're gonna get down kind of music. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like this yeah. Is, to me, this is yeah. this is sexy. Like, yeah. To me, it is too. It's trippy. Trippy hoppy. Trippy hoppy, yeah. So but again, if it weren't for Portishead, I would have never discovered like Massive Attack. I actually heard Portishead before Massive Attack. Um, Tricky, Morshiva, Theory Corporation, The Supreme Beings of Leisure. Well, I only found that way later, like about 15 years ago when I was traveling to Boone, North Carolina. That's when I first heard of them. And I loved them. They had more of a loungy feel. Wow, so wait, mm-hmm. you moved to North Carolina to find trip hop? No, that specific group, Supreme Beings of Leisure. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I didn't move specifically to find them. Y'all ready for my Cliff Clavin moment? Oh, yes. the episode? Okay. Yes, here we go. All right, here we go. So Portishead, when they were sampling these old jazz loops, they would download them and then press them into vinyl so they could scratch over them and then re-record them to get the lo-fi sound oh. as opposed to just going straight electronic right. download for them. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, none cool. of their album was digital. Like, it was all, yeah. All analog. Yeah, there's actually a name for that process, but I, I can't think of it right now. I have to, I have to do some research on that. Is it? <laughs> I was reading. There's actually a place in England called Portishead. It, yes, it's a it, town. Yes, yeah. So they're like it's a, str- a town and a street. Yeah. So they're like Chicago or Boston of trip hop. Yeah. <laughs> or, or uh, more accurate, more, more, better would be like Slater Keeney <laughs> <laughs> or Cypress Hill. Yeah. Um. The album, the sound for this specific album, and actually the follow-up too, has been described as uh, goth hip-hop, which I kind of uh, yeah, can see yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, 
but again, to me, the, this, the term hip hop just doesn't just again. I mean, my thing is just because you have samples and scratches doesn't make you hip hop. That would be saying like funk and thrash metal are the same thing because they both use bass, guitar, and drums. Like it's not. They have the same instruments, but it doesn't sound anything like hip hop to me at all. This does not sound like hip hop to me. No. I would but, walk into a jazz club and compare yes, that to this yes, more than if I were to yes, a hip hop club. Absolutely. But I would say Tricky solo sounds more like hip hop. Yes, because he is an MC. But at the same time, if you listen to Specially, in which I'm actually kind of brought it up, but, but when I touch on it, it's but his guitar riffs and 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 how hard he is with his with his with his music. It's also very heavily rock influenced. I like guess he has a lot of heavy guitar riffs on his, uh, which most other trip hop artists do not include. Um, other buzz, other buzzwords that I've heard, you know, thrown around to describe their album have been like uh, noir, like a bunch of like adjective noir or noir adjective, right? Urban, abstract, etc. Um, to me, I mean, I always thought of, I think that's why I fell in love with it. It's just like a very highly complex number of layered sounds from non-traditional instruments that just creates this like fucking tapestry of amazingness, right? I, I think the first time I heard Portishead, I was high as shit. <laughs> well, it was and the 90s. I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it says, and then Beth Gibbons' voice, man. I mean, yeah. God, her voice Damn. is ethereal, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, her voice is fucking but out there. I don't remember who was like, hey, man, check this out. But I applaud that person. I'm glad they brought that to my attention. Yeah. So now we're kind of moving into the... The latter yeah, the, part the, of the Well, like, we're still, like, talking about, like, like the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it... Like that's whenever it really, really was hitting. You had like bands. No, I'm good, dude. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like Sneaker Pimps, um, who were one of my I, at the time, I wasn't really into them because I was associating it with rave culture. And now, like listening to them in hindsight, they were really good. So they had yeah, like yeah. huge hit with Six Underground, um, and then. Spin Spin Sugar, which is kind of a follow up. My my favorite song by them is Small Town Witch, because you know, I mean, I think they wrote it about you practically destroyed the stage walking out. Uh, I know you were all into it, thanks, but like, Eric. You totally buzz kill. <laughs> all right. Anyway, um, so it was like Seeger Pimps, um, Sibamato, which you know, we talked about, like not necessarily a trip hop. Right. Group, but you can hear the influence. Bands like groups like Thievery Corporation, Hooverphonic, Mortiba. Um, and then you hear the influence in a lot of more um, other artists that weren't. Damn, y'all just fucking me up right now. The. There, there are artists that were already making music prior to this movement that were influenced. Um, so you hear like a lot of trip hop in Beck, Nine Inch Nails, Bjork, uh, Flaming Lips. Um, so Bjork actually, uh, her debut album is considered uh, what actually, even though like again, uh, Massive Attack and Portis had already released albums at that point that were successful unto themselves. Uh, Bjork's debut has was heavily influenced by trip hop and is 
sort of regarded as bringing the genre to the actual masses more mm -hmm. than Massive Attack and Portishead. Even even though like Portishead and Massive Attack and Tricky and Sneaker Pimps and all them were right. charting with these songs that, yeah, Bjork's yeah. debut was the, yeah, it was like, cause, I mean, I think she was getting Grammys for that too. Not that that really matters. Um, I like Bjork. No, no, I meant like, the Grammys don't matter. Bjork absolutely oh, matters. I, I was like, oh, she's so cute. Oh, no, she's fantastic. But don't piss her off because she'll hit you. Because the army of me will come to you and get you. Oh, you didn't see that one time where she attacked that fucking... Oh, yeah, she beat the shit out of that yeah. photographer. My sister came to a... Well, our first, like, first round of Halloween parties, we did a... Uh, the theme was... Mm -hmm. Music. My sisters came as Bjork in like the swan, the swan dress. The swan dress, yeah, that's cool. Um, but if you if you listen to this song compared to the first two that we played, it's definitely not the same sound, but it's heavily influenced by that sort of style of music making. Yeah, music. and that's where you see it starting to evolve and right. to go into more like modern. Yeah, like what I mean, and, and like we said earlier, you don't really you like. Trip hop isn't even can nobody even it's not does a genre into no, itself, it's not yeah. a genre anymore. I mean, well, it mean it still exists, but nobody is like, like coming out and like making albums and saying I am a right. trip hop out artist. Right. But this is like the evolution and where we're going. Like, so current state, like, yeah, let's. Like where, where did, where did so we went from the beginning into like the mid nineties when it hit its prime. Where are we now? So we have bands like Gold Frap and the Gorillas and bands like that. that Lovage. Lovage, yes. I mean that aren't they are considered I mean we had to get that Mike Patton reference in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we do. Hey, he's back. I'm so happy. Ooh. <laughs> He's back. Mike Patton's back and alive. He wants to do it. All right, again. All right. so, sorry. So we'll sorry. keep, keep squirrel, an eye out for squirrel. Sorry, sorry. squirrel. <laughs> That's a good squirrel. That's a good squirrel. Yeah. Uh, Santa Gold? Yes. Oh, my God. I forgot about Santa Gold. She, is, she just came Santa out with a new record. She just came saw, out with a new record. She? All right. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I know I always say this. I saw her open. For the, for the Beastie Boys. I've never seen her live. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, that oh. was so awesome. Speaking of Beastie Boys, here's another Cliff Clavin moment. For you. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> That's where Sneaker Pimps got their name. No shit. So the Beastie Boys had hired this man who was like their like um their sneaker vintage sneaker hunter, and they called him their Sneaker Pimp. So they just had this guy that was on their payroll that would hunt down like vintage Adidas or whatever for them for stage clothes. And Sneaker Pimps had read about it in some magazine article. That, uh, and then they just there's a band name. So there you go. I had two Cliff Clavin moments in wow, one episode. That's awesome. Broke my record. Um, she actually did a song with the Beastie Boys. It was like a reggae version of like uh, it was called uh, "Don't Play No Games That I Can't Win." It was on their last album that they did. Fucking phenomenal. And the bass line of that shit. If you're listening to it, turn it up. You're gonna love it. Uh, Goldfrap. This was in, uh, I think, a shampoo commercial or a T-Mobile commercial or something. But uh, 
Oh, I like. It's probably been in a bunch of commercials. This yeah. is a huge well, hit. Those are two totally different things. It is. Well, shampoo <laughs> or or maybe the radio? Radio. No. Oh, and uh, London, no, London Grammar. London Grammar is another one. Um, Glass Animals. Ill Clinton. Yeah. It's like it's still like it's we're still around. So the gorillas. We all gorillas. Yeah. We yeah. all know them, but it's a dude from Blur. Um, Delta Fungi Homo Del Sapien. Delta Homo Sapien, which is who's oh. which is who's cousin. Ice Cube. Um, and the original lineup, uh, it was Mijo Hattori from Chibomato. Really? Yeah. Oh. No shit. I, yeah. I know the that. Original yeah. I know yeah. these things come full circle. Yeah, that's and awesome. The, the, the original bass player was uh, was her, Mijo Hattori. Now, if I ever had a chance to go see him, that'd be phenomenal. Because it's, I mean, they, they play a live show, but they have a big, like, screen behind them. That plays. It shows the animation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like so, silhouette, right? Like, does, yeah. It was never meant to be like a, uh, a real band. They it, were just no, going to be just a, like a fun side. Right. It was a like green jelly. They were never really supposed to take right. off. Yeah. And it, it, it did. It, it's man. It's <laughs> when they first came out, I was telling my wife, I'm like, cause you know, I, I talk with, I'm like, the gorillas are coming out. She goes, how do you say that again? He said, the gorillas. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not how you say it. But the um, guest artists on every Gorillaz album are significant <laughs> trip-hop artists. So they've they've had the girl from uh, Massive Attack. Yeah. They've had De La Soul, uh, of course, Del. So it's a, it's a, except for, um, uh, what's his name from Blur? Um, Damien uh, Elmore. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much everybody else, everybody else rotates. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the same band every time. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the, I mean, you've, Fat Boy Slim, and people recognize them. Right. That's still, definitely uh, heavily influenced by Faithless uh, X, yeah. and you know, RJD too. I had a hard time between X and Faithless because X sounds a lot like Faithless. So when X came out, I thought it was the same group. So I had to go online and do some research and it's completely different but the guy who sings for faithless and the guy who sings for x sounds identical i don't know if you guys ever have a chance check them out but uh okay maybe we should play some gorillas now like uh rhinestone eyes or So see, to me, Gorillaz, once you, you know, talk about like, originally I was, you know, sort of mentioning that, you know, it has nothing to do with hip hop to me, the original sound, but the Gorillaz definitely lean a lot more heavily on hip hop when yeah. it comes to their influences than right. any of the previous acts or even most of their current acts. They're probably one of the right. most that, that definitely take on the hip hop aspect a lot more. But you can definitely hear the influence right. of some of those older bands that came before that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think... To and me, then being Brit a British artist, too. They were right. growing up with this stuff. Yeah, that's very... Yeah. Um, bum, bum, but you'll bum. see a progression of, of like the, the absolute minimalism that Massive Attack, Tricky, and Portishead had and how complex... And, and I mean... Not that not that their music wasn't complex. It was it was complex in a very minimalist way. But as as you progress, you see like 
there's a lot more genres that just sort of hit the um, the style of, of of producing that type of music. Um, but I, I mean, I think for me as a genre, trip hop is the way I think of hip, like true original trip hop is very much a time and a place comprised primarily of like a handful of artists and albums really uh, which is kind of what, what i mm-hmm. mentioned um instead of being this like lasting genre genre with a like a singular a singular sound uh as most other genres go where like just kind of you have that sound and it stays that sound and never changes i think uh trip hop can it's, it's ever evolving it's, it's ever changing and it served more as a springboard for artists to explore alternative sounds uh that involve both digital and analog instruments um and just this, like number of unbound possibilities with music instruments that you know that they would have never otherwise explored right you know a group i forgot to mention and this was popular by like the early 90s um Stereo MCs. Yeah. Stereo, oh, yeah. yeah. Love yeah. Stereo um, MCs. They were very hip hop influenced, but their beats were always like electronic stuff. There was always something cool about a band. Um, they, I think they had, oh, I think that was, I one had wonder I was thinking about. No, it's not. Whatever. But uh, <laughs> they had two big hits. Um, they were both electronic type of you know songs but they were very influenced by hip-hop yeah so for me since we have a little bit of time um if there's you know for once for once yeah (laughs) we actually didn't go over we're actually actually well under the hour uh but if there's one more trip-hop inspired act that felt more in this way out of the, the the original you know uh template of the music um that defined it is burial and the two studio albums that he released uh, the first one self-titled burial the second one untrue in particular untrue took the original trip-hop sound and some down-tempo dubstep to create this truly original minimalist sound um that for me has this like uh you know sounds at the same time fucking neurotic and and, and beautiful at the same time because like Sometimes it's it's unnerving if you listen to the whole album. Like this is the album, like, you know, you're talking about like um, after I rave, you go like after I have something like I always put untrue on and from beginning to end, and it takes me from like this wide range of emotions from again, fucking being absolute paranoid, neurotic to like being in love and like everything in between. It's to me, this is probably one of the most amazing trip hop albums ever fucking made, and it came out in the mid two thousands. I'm just I'm I've never heard this before. I'm really glad you brought this to the table because this is beautiful. Uh, so this absence because we used to have um, episodes on sampling. This samples Christina Aguilera, beautiful. Oh, uh, no. Jay Ray, and they just said it's Ray beautiful. J, Ray J, and uh, <laughs> who else? The, the last one is like super weird, but it the sounds prodigy, amazing. This say? sounds great though. It's it's got like samples from. This like sounds like the music you want to make out in the dark corner of a of a club to like oh I just met you artists. and we're on drugs this, this and has more of a hip hop feel to me though. It, it, well, yeah. Dubstep, yeah, dubstepish, but yeah. This is what I expected here when I walk in like Manifest Records back in the day. 
Oh, no, that's what it was. I forgot. So I don't know if you guys play video games, but I do. There's a game called Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Uh, so they, this covers, uh, this, the, some of the samples from here are from the, the video game Metal Gear Solid. Uh, One Wish by Ray J and then Beautiful um, by uh, Christina Aguilera, which that was fucking cool. That's literally, like, there's no, this is all sampling. Now they stretch it and like they, they do things with it, but. I mean, I play Bubble Witch shooter game. Does that count? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> Doom? No, that was. Oh, man. Oh, God. That fucking game. I'm playing Far Cry 5 now. I know. It doesn't matter. I'm playing no. this little game where you take these little little bottles of the different colored water and you top them off to make them disappear. So, hey, since we've been <laughs> off for the last month, has anyone done anything cool? I mean. Oh, so We've, I really haven't up until, well, I, I was out of the country for a little bit. Yeah. Um, didn't do anything down there. Uh, didn't even drink that much, really. That sucked. But Ew. I know. It was kind of terrible. But uh, last night, I actually went to a show uh, that was really interesting. Um, and I'm trying to remember the name. It was this like funk jazz Actually, some of the music reminded me of Chibomato, uh, that we mentioned earlier, but it was more influenced by like um, drums and keyboard and bass. And that was literally all they really had. The second act had um, more of a full band sort of thing. But I'm trying to, so I'm actually looking it up right now because I can't remember um, the names of the bands. They're traveling bands. There was one of those things, kind of like when we went to some of the other bands where like, People don't really here in Charlotte. They don't really like live music that they don't know. They don't really go for very much. It was called the Shady Recruits, and I don't know what the opening band was called, which I thought was way better. But the Shady Recruits were the main opening act, and if you get a chance, to listen to them. They're really cool. They're really cool. This is Santi Gold, by the way. Yes. Oh yeah, when this record came out. Yes. I played it. Constantly. I love this damn song. I love this damn song. Both of those first albums yes. she has never stopped. Man, it, the, every track on this whole record, I could just listen to it all the way through. Uh, but so I haven't really been to a lot of shows and talk about like what we we're <laughs> here to. Um, but uh, I had a birthday. Ernest had a birthday. We both turned 25. Yep. <laughs> uh, cheers. 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 Cheers to 25 years cheers. of beers. Um, been like, you know, doing some cool stuff like painting my kitchen. I bought a stove and a dishwasher. So, you know, nice. I'm like living that rock and roll lifestyle. Adulting <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> what, did, what did you do? Eric's like the social butterfly at this point. Yeah, I, I know, I've, right? I've been everywhere. So I went to Florida. It's like Johnny Cash, uh, man. To, I've been uh, everywhere, man. Yeah, I, went I went to, to Florida. Uh, well, I went to Florida on insane, sad circumstances, but I made the best of it. Um, stopped at uh, Garage East, picked up some good mead, stopped at uh, Green Bench, picked up some good cider. They didn't have any mead in bottles. They had at it on draft, but mm. not in bottles. That's all right, though. So you just I, stuck your face under the tap? Uh, the head, of, uh, yeah, I did. So what shows <laughs> did you see? Uh, so since we've been off, I've seen Coheed and Cambria, which... Ew. You know what? You know what? No, no, no. I didn't think I would like it. I thought it would be terrible. I got to say, it was a great show. Sure. Um, we'll take your word for it. Al- Alkaline Trio open for him. We'll take your word for that one, too. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. That was awesome. Um, 
Who else have I seen Giuseppe? Oh, uh, uh, you saw Atmosphere? Oh, my God. So last Friday, it th- actually, I took my wife mm. to see Atmosphere, and uh, we both enjoyed it, man. Yeah, I love um, Atmosphere. Ab- Dude, he killed it. Yep. Uh, he opened for a group called, uh, oh, damn, Alta or something like that. Mm. It's like a reggae group, but they're, it's, it's like a jam band that does not just reggae. That they, sounds they, as they, criminal as Joan Jett opening for Poison Death yes, Leopard so, and Motley Crue. Don't so, even get me started on that. I mean, dude, Atmosphere played for like two hours. And then they came on. We're like, ah, this kind of sucks. So we, you know, we hung out for like a song or two, and then we left. Um, I also saw who else have we seen? I don't know. I got a lot of shows. Yeah. Well, I do have some. I, I know it sounds super lame right now, but I do have some concerts coming up. Me too. Um, in August, I am going to see High Long in Asheville, and you know, you know Norse pagan ritual music whatever and then uh my sister got me for my birthday present got us tickets to see lizzo oh hell yeah oh, yeah. Fuck yeah yeah i'm very excited oh. about that uh not that we have tickets but did you see eric sermon at uh i i, I, I would go to love that. to go to that go um to i'm gonna go see uh wu-tang and mm-hmm. uh nas um, we'll see that i'm supposed to be on call but i'm gonna Make things happen, yeah. Yeah, just um, shuffle some things. I around. can't miss that. Yeah. Yeah, any yeah. any cool vinyl anybody got? Uh, so I want to uh, what the what's the place to call? Premium uh, sound. Premium sound. I Rest love, in oh, peace. That's right. So I went in there. That broke my heart. The day, yeah. the day before they closed, uh, everything was thirty percent off. Yeah. I noticed that you bought my little boo things record on vinyl. Yeah, I bought it, Mr. Mr. Harry Styles, soon to be uh, Mr. You know Amanda Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, you know I what, mean my sister will fight me over Harry's now. That was a <laughs> record that always cost too much for me to buy because it was always like 45 bucks. Mm. Since everything was 30% off that day. Oh, yeah. I saw it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll buy it. So I, I bought that. It's Black Flag. Great. I bought every damn thing in the sky section. Didn't you have like Sound of Music soundtrack in there or something too? No, I didn't. <laughs> the Benga Boys. <laughs> Bang of boys. <laughs> um, Circle jerks, black flag, uh, a bunch of cool stuff that that day. I spent way too much money. My wife was like, like "How much you spend?" I said, "Have a drink. Don't worry about it." <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us for season three. Um, we'll be coming back next week with another episode. Hopefully, if we don't kill each other. And good. Well, we probably it, won't see each other till then. So I think we'll all survive. Yeah, that's right. Got the power. Yeah, I don't know why he's playing Snap, but hey, you know, he's the engineer. Oh, Santa Gold. Oh, wow. I didn't wow, know. This is pretty yeah, I, thought, I thought it was literally, I thought it was Snap. No, this like, is pretty this badass. Is like yeah. newer stuff. Wait, yeah. did you know us? Did you know no, us? No, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.
shout out to our gracious host, Tommy's Pub. Located at 3124 East Wade Drive, Tommy's Pub is a small neighborhood bar that's big on music and community. Go to Tommy's Pub's Facebook page where they regularly provide updates about upcoming events to include weekly open mic night, karaoke, and live music from some of the best up-and-coming bands in the Queen City. Thank you, Tommy's Pub, for hosting M-Vibes Podcast. We have a lot of interesting episodes coming up about music's most interesting topics, but we want to hear from you and what episodes you'd like to hear. If you have an idea for anything we should talk about, email us at mbuyspodcast at gmail.com. This episode was produced by BWM Productions and researched by Eric, Amanda, and Javier. If you like our podcast, please help us by rating and reviewing us on your favorite listening platform. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast. Come on and join in the conversation. The pair where I came to let him know. <laughs>